the most professional podcast. In the no, it's right there. It, it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. It hasn't started. There it goes. It hello, goes. hello. Now it's the twelve. Now twelve. It's like thirteen seconds. Holy crap! All right. So, <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends, the hashtag most professional podcast on the interwebs. Uh, before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT non-government license, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We are also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything we say on this podcast is hypothetical. Yeah, this is episode 87, and we are unsupervised as Dirica is doing the mom thing, so Andrew and I are having a sleepover with Christopher, returning guest, Valhalla kissed. What is up, buddy? Oh, man. What a whack job area this has been lately. Uh, actually, just, oh, I before thought... I came, just before I came, uh, I came in on this year. I stepped outside and there's four cops just up the road. It's like, oh, we're at it already. Okay. <laughs> little, little quarantine and chill. Huh? Yep. Andrew's Andrew's well, of, rocking the new shirt. I was gonna say one quarantine of the deputies around here. Yeah. I don't know. Was... You gotta. He could gotta... cuff me any day. I mean. It... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police, if you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> we had a, uh, um, we had one of the officers on the court around here that we that we knew it was our buddy's mom. Yeah, she was she was Mrs. Robinson for sure. <laughs> but <sighs> yeah, the funny thing um, is, that she is the same deputy that responded to my wife's rollover last fall. That, shows up. That, that would be awkward. Just can't help yourself. Like, so do you come here often? What to an accident <laughs> site? I. <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what's a what's a nice lady like you doing in a place like this? Re- responding to a, an accident. My 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 job. <laughs> yeah, this is literally my job. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe we Attention. should beat up later. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start the bar fight you just come and arrest me that's all, all we gotta do it's alright oh wait the bars are closed you, Mind. Just gotta, you just gotta, gotta wink at her and go that's not a breathalyzer in my pocket <laughs> <sighs> yeah I mean, just keep going me, but could you uh, maybe <laughs> frisk me anyway <laughs> a couple of she times does, she does have she does have handcuffs and a nightstick. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but maybe she wants another nightstick. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's an extendable baton. <laughs> we we and don't worry, we won't use hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, we we we've we've seen it. It's less than lethal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, there was there was actually um, on I don't remember oh. which one of the vet pages on Facebook that I follow, but they they did a thing 
uh, where they post this video about this girl who like did uh, her uniform and body paint to try and increase her tips. And I was like, oh, I'd give her a tip. And so he said, <laughs> oh, I give her the whole thing. And then somebody comments back and goes, well, for Andrew, that's synonymous. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Andrew feels personally attacked by this relatable content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I posted the, the gif of that, that kid doing the laugh and then changes to crying partway through. <laughs> that is, oh, man. That is so Well, we're disturbing. off to a good start, ain't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally off to a fantastic start. Um, uh, We do have, before we get to started, we do have an update. On last week's show, we talked about Little Darlings, the club in, in Las Vegas with the drive through dancers and the uh, hand sanitizer wrestling. Um, <laughs> they have given in, and they have closed their doors. Oh. I'm very disappointed. You were supposed to be the them. chosen ones. Yep. Uh. Like, I mean, Triple X new to hand sanitizer wrestling like how was that not an essential business can life get better i submit that it cannot <laughs> well you know <laughs> that would have to be a little bit of an oxymoron wouldn't it because triple x implies that it's pretty dirty but the wrestling and hand sanitizer so it's the cleanest wrestling match ever <laughs> see we're keeping it clean we're keeping it clean <laughs> i cannot i cannot argue with that logic at all yeah no that makes sense no, that's okay. Had mm. <laughs> an anarcho compound, the wrestling would still be happening, and it would yeah. be live streamed on the interwebs for all you neckbeard perverts sitting in your mama's basement. Yeah, Pornhub Live, man. Actually, fun <laughs> fact: there is a there is actually a farm not too far away from me, um, down by uh, Viroqua. That is currently for sale. It's something like 75 acres and it is for sale for 400 grand. And I'm wondering if we offered to crowdfund that to turn it into an anarcho homestead and get a bunch of anarchists together to live rent free on it and just farm on it and stuff. You think that would work? Intentional community. Yeah, it's part I of the uh, it's 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 a freedom strategy. It's under Vanya. They talk about it. I'm just wondering because, like, I'm wondering yeah. if I should try and throw a GoFundMe up there to try and raise 400 grand to be <laughs> like, hey, if we can crowdfund this, I'll buy it. Everybody comes. They live rent free in exchange, basically, just for helping me out with working it and stuff, and so that we can be completely self sufficient. That way, we don't need any outside anything. I think it would be freaking fantastic. Personally, I think it's a genius idea. There Capital a, idea. There's. My there, there, there are capitalists right now that are losing their mind and going, "Oh my God, did he just collectivize that socialism?" Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, you but, know, there are some strict end caps out there losing their mind right now. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because they don't understand voluntary or mutualism, and they need to drink hand sanitizer. But <laughs> we can only get so lucky. You can, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's just jump into it. But speaking of drinking hand sanitizer, uh, Howard County, this is out of Indiana. This is a, a late addition um, to our lineup. And it's uh, Howard County orders businesses to stop selling non-essential goods. Who the fuck defines <laughs> essential goods? Yeah, oh, it's, Big Daddy it's, okay. you know that. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Howard County, Indiana. It's a... Uh, 
Uh, officials in Howard County are implementing further restrictions to stop the spread of the coronavirus. On Friday, March 27th, the Howard County Board of Commissioners passed a new ordinance ordering any stores that are still open to place signs where non-essential items are stating that they cannot be purchased. All businesses must have the signs up no later than noon on Saturday, March 28th. So they literally gave these companies like, what, 12 or 15 hours to make the decision. Okay. The board is deeming the following goods or departments non-essential. Jewelry, furniture, home and lawn decor, toys or games, carpet, rugs, flooring, non-emergency appliances, Music, books, magazines, craft and art supplies, paints, entertainment, electronics. All non-essential businesses have already been shut down due to the Governor Eric Holcomb's stay-at-home order, but these new restrictions go a step further, indicating residents would not be able to purchase any of the items the county considers non-essential. According to the statement, Howard County has been receiving complaints from businesses about customers purchasing non-essential items and causing longer lines and more people in stores. The county says this goes against the limiting public gatherings and social social distancing guidelines. The new this ordinances is- along with public already public health or already declared public health emergency in Howard County is expected to last until at least April 3rd. <laughs> so, I mean, so all of these like, kids the, that are Saturday, cooped yeah. up in their damn houses they're all cooped up. Maybe mom and dad never thought about buying them a gaming console before, but hey, they've got all this extra time on their hands. And but no, we're gonna you know make them drive mom and dad absolutely batshit crazy. Okay, okay. non non emergency appliances. So if your toaster goes out or your coffee maker goes out, you're you're fucked, right? Music, books, magazines, craft and art supplies. This is literally all of the things that you need if you're going to stay at home in order to not lose your mind. Or homeschool or to, your kids. I don't know. Homeschool your yeah. kids, yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding? What? So essentially, what the governor, this is Indiana? Yeah. Yes, Howard yeah, what the, County, Indiana. So so essentially, what what the county in Indiana is saying is we want everyone to be forced to watch TV and get their news and all of their information and everything else from us and stare mindlessly at this box like good little drones rather than try and better themselves in any way, shape, or form. Has anybody ever seen the movie with Jim Carrey where he plays the Riddler? (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a good movie, but, uh, you know, the concept is the same. Everybody sits there, stares at the box, and goes, ooh, pretty lights. Yep. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, non-emergency appliances. What's an emergency well, appliance? Well, and by the way, if yeah. you tell me that my if my coffee maker dies, I can't go buy another one. <laughs> somebody's going to get killed because if I don't have my coffee in the morning, this is dangerous. <laughs> that is an emergency appliance, motherfuckers. All right, for your safety and mine. <laughs> yeah, for every for the just the good of everyone. Trust me, you want everyone to have their coffee makers. Um, <laughs> yeah, like what is an emergency like, okay. appliance? I I really want to know what they consider. Yeah, okay, okay. Them. Jewelry. All right, let's just go. Let's go down this list. Okay, jewelry. You can't get engaged. You can't buy your wife something nice. 
if, if it's someone's birthday, you can't get them, you know, a piece of jewelry. Furniture, right? If if your if your mattress sorry, is I'm... fucked and you and if your mattress is fucked and you want to buy a new mattress with 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 the 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 Trump bucks or or what what did they call it earlier on at VSG Trump change. Trump change. If you want to buy a new mattress with your Trump change, you can't. So uh, hang on, let let me go a little bit further into that. So. You know, we're supposed to be quarantining and everything. I, everybody has seen the memes about, you know, nine months from now, there's going to be this rush of kids being delivered because parents are <laughs> and bored then, as was fuck. It, and, then, and then in 2033, there will be the rise of the quarantines. Yes. Right. So yes. what if you and your, you know, significant other <laughs> are being a little bit extra aggressive, break your bed frame. Now you can't go buy a new bed frame either. Nope. All because See, they yeah. told you to stay um, home. <laughs> Yeah, gonna, home, you're gonna have home, to. Yeah, home and home and lawn decor. Like you, like you're sitting around. The kids are home. Oh, let's go through that box of old photos. You can't hang them on the wall because you can't buy picture frames. frames. Oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> like, I'm stuck at home. I live maybe outside of town, but now I can't spend time in the yard and enjoy the great outdoors because I can't buy lawn furniture. Yeah. <laughs> like, toys and games. What? I'll bet you. Kids I'll bet are you going back to huh? hang on, going back, going back to the uh, the lawn furniture. I bet you you could buy the uh, folding chairs because that would be considered sporting goods. Probably, probably, yeah. Five gallon now, buckets, would, man. There you go. Would some would something like like a barbecue would that count as a lawn decor? I, t- I would call that an emergency appliance, personally. I would too. <laughs> yeah. Because grilling season's something. here, you guys. Yeah, I've already grilled twice this year so far. Already, we yeah. we grilled once for my daughter's birthday. So, carpet yeah. rugs, flooring, oh, like like okay, like whatever. Like, like, like even we, we can, we can make argument for that. Like, yeah, you're stuck at home and and your I've floor needs to be replaced. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I've got the I don't have the time. Now. I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Well. Now you got the fucking time, and they, now they you won't have let the you time. Yeah, but the they shit. won't let you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. That's that's like it's like a shitty version of that episode of Twilight Zone with the there was time now with all the books, and then he breaks his glasses. Right, <laughs> like it's a low rent version of that. Like, oh, you have time yeah. to do that remodeling project, but you can't buy the supplies. Uh <laughs> because Rod Serling <laughs> hiding around here somewhere. What the. Yeah, and then um, non-emergency appliances. We already covered books or music books, magazines. I still I, want clarification I, on what the hell is a non-emergency appliance. Everything except a coffee maker. I don't know. Yeah, what's an emergency appliance? Like what? What in your house is considered an emergency? Like refrigerator, appliance? stove, um. Well, they better what? either let you buy a barbecue or a stove, because if your stove goes out, you better be able to cook <laughs> your food somehow. And you yeah. can't have lawn furniture, so you can't buy a fire pit to cook over. Yeah. So apparently everybody's just going to be digging holes in their yard. and. <laughs> <laughs> but then you still don't have any lawn furniture to actually stay out there with it and tend your food. <laughs> you got to learn to slav squat. <laughs> yep, slav squat. I don't sit, have enough sit on the rock. Yeah, sit on the, sit on the rock you dug out of your Dakota hole. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and entertainment or paint, right? You can't buy paint, right? So, again, you're stuck at home. The house needs to be painted. You didn't have the time. Well, now you have the time. Now you can't buy the paint. Can't so buy the you paint. can't buy the paint. You can't buy the paint or the flooring to do the home repairs that you need to do. You never had the time to do it. And right. you can't buy the hot water heater because it's not an essential appliance. So, hey, <laughs> I, I put I put a hot shower right up there with the coffee maker on the list. You got it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. And then um, entertainment electronics like video games, really. Like no video, video games. So, laptops. No video games. Yeah. No. No music. No books. Not that anybody goes to a store and buys music anymore, but um, no books. Seriously, mm-hmm. like I no can't book, even. No books or magazines. <laughs> Just gonna have to act like you're in the doctor's office and make do with the View on TV and a three-week-old copy of Field and Stream. <laughs> Three weeks. Where do you oh, go to okay. the doctor? I need Three something years. more recent than what I'm getting. <laughs> Three-year-old. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Just I'll, I'll read this this paragraph again too. According to the statement, Howard County has been receiving complaints from businesses about customers purchasing non-essential items and causing longer lines and more people in stores. How, how dumb dare you spend your money? Yeah. How dare you come to my place of retail business and purchase things from me? What? <laughs> 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 the county says this goes against <laughs> Yeah, the county says this goes against limiting public gatherings and social distancing guidelines. Come um, on. I'm sorry. Really? I, I was we were at Walmart today for about all of 10 minutes and at the freaking checkouts now, they have stickers on the floor. For <laughs> stand here, 6 feet, stand here, 6 feet, stand here. It's like, oh my god, people. Oh, dude, my they have... my, uh, my work is putting uh, telling everybody to that they suggest using tape to tape out a six foot like circle for everybody. And I pointed out, I said, OK, I don't think you guys understand. So if you're saying six feet from everyone, that isn't a six foot diameter circle. That is a 12 foot diameter circle circle. that is a hundred and thirty three square feet of floor space per person and (laughs) who says six feet isn't enough who recommends 15 feet yeah (laughs) who is the the world health organization there is not in my store there is not enough distance between where my computer is for my point of sale system and the back wall for me to have 15 feet between me and that person. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But you, but you can't go through the drive through and get fast food and talk to the lady two feet away. And it's okay. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. Well, (laughs) but here's the thing with that. My, or the the coworkers, or the cashier. Yeah. Or the cashier, which is right there. And you literally have to put the money in their hand. Well, no, actually, the the places here around where I live, what they do now is they actually paint, took spray paint, painted a line out farther away from the building. So you pull your car up out there and then they they lead a basket out to you. (laughs) 
that is just oh christopher froze yeah he did he caught he caught his his internet caught the corona it did it died <laughs> oh no <laughs> we've been having problems with skype this whole day too this has just been because uh, i mean jason you've been frozen on my end this entire time <sighs> so which is a good thing because i really have a face for radio <laughs> well, I mean, we have the audio version, so the people who are listening to the audio version do not get to benefit from these issues. Oh, they can't uh, see my dumpster fire patch. Yeah, no, it's or my quarantine and chill shirt, or my not legal in New York hat right now. That's that's very disappointing. See, I you see the, what uh, you're missing out on, people. I got the I got the the Boogaloo 2020 patch on the hat today. I changed I changed it over just for the show. Yep. Oh. Hopefully he'll rejoin us. Yeah, he dropped out there for a second, but he'll oh. I'm sure he'll be back. All right, let's just let's we beat that horse. Yeah. It's the what Chris that was, was saying though about the that's basket. So terrible. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like I'm here. Oh I'm so scared. Okay, I, I okay, I, I okay. I, I have to I have to tell the story now because I, I went grocery shopping yesterday. Um, normally I just, I just go to the little market up the street. It's, it's, it's uh it's a Lucky's, which is a kind of a smaller brand of store. And they're a little more expensive than the big store across town, but that's, that's my normal. That's where I normally go. Um, but, um, my dad needed to go shopping too. So he's like, Hey, let's just do it all in one big trip. So we went out to the big grocery store across town and there are there is a line outside the store to get into the store. Oh my god. It's literally to the end of the building. Right? It's like like probably 50 people in front of us in line we get in line and there's there's the tape on the ground to designate like every 6 feet. Nobody's obeying it. Yeah, nobody gives a <laughs> shit. Everyone's going to queue up and yeah, there's groups of people talking and like like half the people have masks on and gloves on and they're still like talking. There's a, there's a few there's a few people that are like really bug eyed and worried and maintaining distance. But most of the people were like masks and gloves and whatever. And um, <laughs> there's signs everywhere. If you're, if you're over if you're over 60, you can skip the line and get in. So but they're uh, they're letting people in in like groups of 20 into the store as as people come out and that was like supposedly to 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 keep people from bumping into each other and all this other stuff inside the store so we get into the store and like there's no social distancing at all inside the store people are bumping into each other and moving carts around and picking up things on the shelf and looking at them and putting them back on the shelf <laughs> just, which is why uh, I mean, my my work my work loves to like they've they've released a bunch of stuff about social distancing and all such stuff. So we're 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 trying to do some things, but like I had to point out to one of my coworkers, I was like, "Hey, um, I really don't care," because the bottom line is that based on the fact that the virus can travel through the air for mm-hmm. a half hour, what mm-hmm. that means is the moment that person, if they have it, ha- walks into my store immediately if i'm going to be exposed i have been 
So why do I care? Like I sanitize the the um, door, you know, like the door handles and, and like my counter and stuff. And I sanitize that stuff regularly, like every other customer I'm sanitizing it. But I'm not going to be like, oh, no, because like she was like, OK, well, you like you sit over there and then come up here and put your money down and then back up and then I'll take the money and then I'll put your receipt on and then you'll sign, come up and sign it. And then, you know, like, so that they're not getting too close. And I'm just like, dude, just come up to the counter, man. At this point you've walked into the store. (laughs) If you're going to expose me, I'm exposed. I don't care, man. I honestly don't care. And then they're talking about like, they wanted us to wear gloves while we handled cash. No. Yeah. No, because here's the thing. And like I pointed out, like, look, if I'm handling cash with gloves on, if the virus is on that money, it is now on the gloves. When I hand that money to another customer, I'm still doing the same thing because I'm not going to smear hand sanitizer on a pair of gloves. You know what I will smear hand sanitizer on? My own hands. So why, (laughs) why in the world would I not just go gloveless and just sanitize my hands every time I handle money? Doesn't that make more sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes no sense. It's 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 so it's so ridiculous. Like like we have one point one four million people in my county. We have three deaths and sixty five cases. And it just it's yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but. It's it's all a bunch of it's security theater all over again is what it is. It's security mm-hmm. theater. It's Very not actually so. making you any safer. All it does is make you feel like you're safer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. yep. Speaking of speaking of security theory, how about this one? How about this one? Okay. This is out of a uh, this is a uh, our buddy out of New York, uh, Mayor Bill De Blasio. He should be on everyone's friend list. Um. <laughs> Okay, wait, hold on. Okay. Um, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Oh, stupid freaking pop-up with stupid-ass Trump's picture. All right. Uh, Senior New York City Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio warned religious leaders that places of worship could be shut down permanently if they do not follow the city's order to pause services during the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, because that's not a blatant violation of the First Amendment in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> quote, quote, a small number of religious communities, specific churches and specific synagogues, are unfortunately not paying attention to this guidance, even though it's so widespread, said, said the New York Democrat uh, Friday at his daily press briefing. Quote, I want to say to all of those who are preparing for the potential religious services this weekend— if you if you go to your synagogue, if you go to your church and attempt to hold services after having been told not to do so, our enforcement agents will have no choice but to shut down those services. No choice. You, you notice that he yeah. didn't say mosques. I did notice that. Yeah. Uh, de Blasio uh, said that continued resistance of authorities to close religious services could mean a permanent shutdown. Quote, if that does not happen, they will take additional action up to the point of fines and potentially closing the building permanently. The mayor issued a stay-at-home guidance this month. Yeah, the the mayor issued a stay-at-home guidance this month. Stay-at-home guidance, not order. 
uh, which includes fines and penalties for anyone in noncompliance. All non-essential businesses have been shut down in the city. Yeah. I, and then it goes on to talk about talk about the numbers, but this is a few days old, so the numbers aren't accurate. So let me see if I'm understanding this right. They shut down all non-essential businesses, but there are a boatload of people, you know, the vast majority of the global population, who rely on their, you know, religious communities of their choosing to help them get through, you know, times of crises or anything <laughs> like that. So we're just going to shut them down because they're not essential, even though it might actually do some good for the mental health of our city. Am yeah, I getting well, that right? And and on top of that, and I'm not, and I and I want to point out, I'm not anti-Muslim, so it, I, I don't give a shit what you believe. All right, it's, but I just want to point out that he only specifically mentioned the Judeo-Christian mm -hmm. gathering. Yeah, that's, that's it. Spe specifically in his quote. He says specific churches and specific synagogues. So he never mentions uh, any Hindu temples. He never mentions Buddhist temples. Then there are plenty in New York City. He never mentions. Or Sikh uh, temples. Yeah, or the the Sikh. He never mentions um, the he he never mentions any mosques. He never mentions any of this other stuff. And and he only is attacking one religion. So, you know, and I. I can't imagine that it is unrelated to the fact that communism in general really hates Judeo-Christianity. <laughs> what would give you that idea? Hmm. Commie's going to do commie shit. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and how you, you're going to shut down church. Yeah. Cause the first, first amendment was that not applicable. It's not legal, Ooh, not legal in New York. Right. Like yeah. that's, that's that's what it is. That's 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 the the patch on Andrew's hat. It says it's has. What's it say? Hashtag not legal in New York or just no? It just says not legal not in le New York. Not, not legal in New York. So yes, nothing good is legal in New York. Yeah, it's, nothing fun is, is legal in New York. Nothing fun, nothing interesting, nothing worth doing is legal in New York. It's, if you want to be a vacuous Instagram model posting pictures in skyscraper pools uh, and going to your local <laughs> Starbucks, that is completely legal in New York. Except not right now because Starbucks are closed. Oh, well, yeah, they, they, can't they still do curbside or are they actually close closed? I have no idea. The one, the the local one to me is closed. I okay. Yeah, they, he, here, they're in Toma. My my daughter is, for some reason, a Starbucks fanatic. Um, Caribou is so much better. What? It it isn't it. I yeah. do it at home oh. with Black Rifle. It's so much better yet. But hey, that's just me. Nope. Um, Hashtag Dutch Brothers. Get at me. Come sponsor <laughs> the show. You know, I I have had Dutch Brothers. I have nothing wrong with their coffee. You know, I, I have no bad words to say about their cops. <laughs> but yeah, just like in, in a time of crisis such as this, when people are freaking out and people are searching for guidance and people are depressed and people have anxiety and people are looking for something to connect to. Oh, sorry. The, uh, the, the churches are closed. Yeah. Nope. You're not allowed to go <laughs> and, like seek your religious community that you rely on. You're not allowed to 
go and worship your God and pray to him for deliverance in this time yeah. of national crisis. No, 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 no. That is not allowed in the state of New York. In the state of New York, the state should be your God. I was counter revolutionary motherfucker. Like that is would would you say that the uh, the state is a religion? Oh, it, it absolutely is. It's a hardcore religion, and it's one that you see worshipped in certain states far harder than you do other states. But the state is people's God. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, or elementary students recite pledge of allegiance on. On driveway amid coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> See, that's so great, state. Speaking of segues uh, this is out and of, uh, state religion worship. Yes, <laughs> yes, this is this is out of this is out of New Jersey. The coronavirus pandemic has canceled New events York, and closed right? schools, but it hasn't stopped a batch of elementary school students from starting their day with the pledge of allegiance. Call it uh -huh. patriotism or solidarity. Parents in a New Jersey neighborhood orchestrated the display on March 20th while still adhering to the social distancing practices. Those please parents tell me are guilty they did the, the original. Uh, please tell me that they were out there doing the original Pledge of Allegiance salute, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. If you're if you're unfamiliar uh, and you're listening, so you didn't just see what I did. Um, the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a national socialist. And you may recognize the phrase National Socialist <laughs> from the National Socialist German Workers Party, abbreviated as Nazi. So this should tell you what yes. the salute is. Google it yes. if you don't believe me. Uh, yeah. Jessica, Jessica Verney shot the video of the kids as they stood in their driveways and recited the pledge. I've watched the video, and it is creepy. Oh, it yeah. I believe it. I haven't seen creepy. the video, but I believe that it would be creepy as yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen uh, it, and it's worship. I mean, it is. It is yeah, worship. Yeah. Um, uh, quote, no school, no worries. We still got the pledge at the morning six feet apart, Vernie said in a Facebook post. Vernie said 20 kids participated. She told the New Jersey News Network that they try to keep the pledge going as long as their students are learning from home. These parents gonna... are guilty of child <sighs> abuse. This is child Absolutely. abuse. They're all learning to be Absolutely perfect little brown shirts. Yeah, this is. And, yeah, and if yeah. you've never um, plugged one of my favorite shows and books, if you've never read it, um, uh, The Man in the High Castle. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, yeah. the show. And, and the book is really, really good if you haven't read the novels. Um, but the this is this is the making of um, Smith's kid. In the yeah. show. Uh there's there's also there's a, a quote from her from her Facebook post. Uh, quote, we are trying to make some happy memories for them to remember through all of this. Uh, happy memories, uh, happy memories of standing in your driveway by order of the crown and declaring your undying fealty to the crown. Elementary school, elementary school kids. Pledging the allegiance, you know, to the American crown. Why? Why stop there? You know what you should do is is Reveille. Four forty-five every morning. Yeah, like why don't we get them out there, right? Nice and early. Raise the colors and have, make sure everybody stands at attention. Make sure that you you know retire the colors. Everybody stands at attention. You do the whole ceremony. Why not do that? 
You know, oh, and, and it's and if you're gonna just, go that route, then you might as well do taps at nine too while you're yeah, at it. See what I mean? It, and and Chris, do you, you know you and I had an awful lot of interaction with flag worship. Do you have any happy memories of that? Uh, no, because I can recall on more than one occasion, especially, especially at Reveille, already being on the ground pounding my face. Yeah. See? For those of you unfamiliar with that term, that means doing push-ups, because somebody was up before Reveille. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't have any happy... Jason, do you have any happy memories of citing the Pledge of Allegiance? No, no, no. But we're making we're making happy memories for the children, making them rigidly stand at attention and worship a flag. It's happy memories. It, I hope like it's, it's one. It's one like, of those. Screw this! I'm sitting down. <laughs> it's it's one it's one of those things like the the in the old days when your the parents would give their kids like a spoonful of castor oil or something like that. Now they're yeah. giving them a spoonful of boot polish literally every single day. Yeah. Hey, kids, I got, I'm breaking out the kiwi. Time to go lick it. Like, are you, ki- yep. are you kidding gotta, me? Gotta support the flag and those people in uniform, right? I mean, oh, especially I, the ones right? in the blue uniforms. Yeah. We got to make sure we lick their boots. No, Hashtag no, no, go. Your the, the, the camo oh, no, uniform. Somebody, somebody, come on, camo uniform. Somebody make something. Funny joke, so I can segue. A camel uniform, yeah. Well, you know, you gotta. I mean, and that's that's the other thing too is it's that that whole got your six thing where you know you gotta there make you sure go. that you got the. Oh well, if you don't support our soldiers, feel free to. If you don't stand behind them, feel free to stand in front of them. Well, you're <laughs> definitely happy to stand in front of them and bend over and spread them, aren't you? Yes. Uh, the National Guard conducted door. To door checks with Rhode Island police to track down New Yorkers traveling into the state. Thank you, Big Daddy government. Save me again. Oh, gosh, you know, that sounds sort of familiar. Like maybe somebody who is wearing color similar to my current color of my shirt, um, <laughs> which is a Netflix oriented color. Take a wild guess, listeners. Um, it's somebody who wore a uniform that color did something really similar. We, and I feel like we, we it, I don't think it was a full uniform though. Wasn't it just a band? Well, I mean, they did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh no, we, and, and it we, we well. also we also have an article about that out of North Carolina that we'll get to in a second. Uh with them using checkpoints to block visitors. <laughs> the papers? Papers, please. Beta. Papira, Nine, ich habe yes. mein verloren. <laughs> okay. All right, um, born. The, na- uh, the National Guard assisted Rhode Island police with house-to-house searches on Saturday to seek out anyone who has traveled from New York and force them to self-isolate. Because oh, in the land of the free, you are not free to move God, about. Those yes. terrorists, um, you know, if the terrorists hate us for our freedom, it's got to be just a slight dislike at this point. Oh, man. No, um, no. Senior they, Master they Sergeant Janine Miller. Uh, Senior Master Sergeant uh, Janine Miller, the police department's public affairs superintendent, told insiders that a th- Authorities were acting on behalf of the state's health department. State's health department is full of unelected bureaucrats. Uh, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo issued an executive order. Executive order. 
On Thursday, establishing interstate stops and stationing officers at bus stops and train stations to identify New Yorkers and order them to self-quarantine. If it please the crown, might I go visit my family? No. In another state? in, In most of these cases, it's, might I go to my vacation home in this other state? Because my city is overrun by this disease. (laughs) <laughs> might i self-isolate you know, you know okay uh uh um <laughs> chris chris just brought up a good line uh my city's overrun with disease there's famine there's there's businesses people are running for their lives rhode island is a sanctuary state <laughs> just, just saying it's so <laughs> unless you're an american citizen if you're an american citizen you are yeah, not it's a sanctuary state unless you're a New Yorker. <laughs> unless you're from New York. Well, I mean, they're, you know, kind of like defectors from the Soviet Union, so. <laughs> <laughs> New uh, Yorkers stand. We are only uh, doing road, this uh, court, for your own good, comrade. <laughs> it's for your own good, yeah. Uh, quote, the Rhode Island National Guard has already been collecting contact information from passengers of mass transit, such as bus, trains, and planes. Staff Sergeant, or Senior, senior Sergeant Miller said. Uh, Rhode Island National Guard. Hang on, hang on. Quote, Wait, Rhode Island National Guard, was that like five people? <laughs> okay. 20, uh, she continued, 20 tops, quote, and they're all come out yeah, of private. Quote, yeah, quote, <laughs> Basic contact information is collected and handed over exclusively to the Rhode Island Department of Health, where it is used to conduct health and wellness follow-ups and conduct tracing uh, should someone fall ill. The contact information is not handed over to any other agency and is not kept by the Rhode Island National Guard. Oh, yeah. Scouts on it. We promise not to misuse your information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This order, prism, this prism. order applies to anyone who has been in New York within the past two weeks and will remain in place until at least April twenty fifth. The oh, order does not right. apply. The order does not apply to public health, public safety, or healthcare workers. So I the just, order doesn't. The order doesn't apply to the people that were around the virus the most. Yeah, because of course it doesn't. That's. No, 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 because they're part of the special club. Like, Those are just, part of the essential workers. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I'm an essential worker. Yeah, hashtag essential. And then the article goes on to talk about the number of cases in New York and that the National Guard is deployed in all 50 states in it's various the- capacities. Yeah, except that in Wisconsin, it's a, to a greater, a much lesser capacity because their primary mobilization base is currently on lockdown because they had a bunch of cases of fucking coronavirus. No, uh, and then well, uh, a the Rhode secondary Island, one too, yeah. Andrew. The secondary one too, the one Wait, out at Volk. Oh yeah, really? They're That's also my county. We have two cases out here in Juneau County, so they've decided to shutter the base out here too. Good lord, yeah. Uh, both. And then um, the article goes on to say a Rhode Island trooper previously confirmed to Insider uh, that state police in Rhode Island begin pulling over cars with New York registrations traveling on I-95 and advising them to self-quarantine in accordance with the order. Hey, but wait, wouldn't Co- that be qualified as pro- as profiling? 
stopping everybody with a specific thing? I mean, that's... Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But see, here's but the that thing, would be though. illegal. Remember that all of these powers, all of these ignoring habeas corpus and ignoring um, any kind of justification and going door to door and monitoring, none of this is going to be easily given up now that they've gotten these powers. The government isn't going to give any of these up. No. Yeah. But remember, these emergency powers you have given me, I will lay down once this crisis has abated. (laughs) Yeah, sure, just like the Patriot Act. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, quote, quote, we're stopping vehicles with, or we're stopping vehicles with New York registration in an effort to get ahead of the medical pandemic going on due to New York's high rate of COVID-19 cases. They're being advised that if they're residing in New- in Rhode Island, like going to a beach house or something like that, they are required to do a 14-day quarantine if they're just passing through the state. That's okay. Quote, What's the uh, uh, fucking uh, difference? Yeah. <laughs> they, so you, you, you can stop at a gas station while you have coronavirus and it's okay, but you can't stay in the state if you... yeah. No, I, I, I drive a, a Tesla. I'm on my way to my vacation house, but I'm just passing through. So I'm going to go ahead and park the Tesla for 35 minutes for it to charge. Go to like three or four stores, interact with people, you know, say hi, whatever. And that's fine. But if I was going to stay here. like Yeah. Uh, the policy is apparently designed to enforce isolation measures recommended by the top public health officials. Again, the policy is apparently designed to enforce isolation measures recommended by top public health officials. Enforce so isolation not required. Recom- recommended by non-elected officials. Right, these are bureaucrats. These Keep are telling yourself you're free. Yes, um, the local chapter, the ACLU, objected to the stopping of driver's license based on license plate and for the collection of data. Uh, quote, while the governor may have the power to suspend some state laws and regulations to address the medical emergency, she cannot suspend the Constitution. Anytime the ACLU mentions the Constitution, I want to laugh. Yeah, I know. They're, yeah. they, um, they like everything except the set. Although even the ACLU defended the Second Amendment not long ago, which I made me go, am I in crazy world? Yeah. Is this the mirror universe? Uh, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, that was confusing. Quote, under the Fourth Amendment, having a New York State license plate simply does not and cannot constitute probable cause to allow police to stop a car and interrogate the driver, no matter how laudable the goal of the stop may be. Since when has, probable, when, since when has law enforcement actually needed probable cause? They manufacture it all the time. Yeah, probable that's... cause is the lowest legal denominator. That's that's. Oh, it was. Uh, I I only kicked in his door because of exigent circumstances. Oh, right. around yeah, the exigent circumstances. Around here they use um. Around around here the police use all the time. They'll stop a car, because to to check the window, check the the darkness of the window tent. My, the, my personal the, favorite if, one. My personal favorite one for me is I personally got stopped over, what was it, I want to say two months ago, because, and I kid you not, one of my license plate lights was not working. Now, by well, law, they, by, 
by state law, you only are required to have one as long as the entire plate is illuminated. So I had Which one that wasn't it. working. And they pulled yeah, me they, over they for used it. To... I got out of the truck. I was yeah, like, All right, they, they used... and I go back there and take a look at it. I walked back to the back of the truck. I kicked my bumper. The light came on and said, can I go now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they used to stop people for, or they used to harass people for uh, marijuana smell. But now oh, yeah. cannabis, can, now cannabis is legal here. So now they fuck with people window over wind, window oh, yeah. tent. Yeah. And they like, I, I got pulled over cause I, I have a pair of license plate lights out, both of them, but the cop pulls me over. Um, and it was probably the same cop cause it was right outside of Sparta on 16. Um, but pulls me over and he's like, did you know that you have your license plate or that your license plate lights are out? And I looked at him and I went, at what point have you ever known any human being in literally the history of the world to walk behind their car after they start it and turn the lights on? How would I know that? <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, I'm Pretty just much. letting you know. And he's like, it's, you know, it's, you're required to. And I said, yeah, you know, question about that. Why am I required to? Were you unable to read my license plate in your headlights? Well, I mean, yeah, I could see. Okay. So why it, it's the law. Okay. Jackboot. Like, here's my fucking license. Fuck off. Whatever. Asshole. At this point, no. when they come up to my window, I just say, you know what? I don't I don't answer questions. Here's my ID. Just go do your thing and kiss my ass. Yeah, you're not required to answer a damn thing. And actually, some states, Wisconsin is not one of those states, but some states, if you're pulled over uh, by a cop, he can't even ask you for your license unless he has reason to believe that an actual crime is, in fact, being committed. Now, if you are out on foot, Wisconsin cannot, they, you are not required to produce identification. Yes. But if you, yes. But if you are in, in a vehicle, you are required to produce identification if you are legally able to do so. So that, require, that includes any passenger in the vehicle. They, yeah, Weird. well, if you're a passenger, you only need to give them so. a name. No, actually, they changed that about five years ago, if I recall. Yep. If you are a passenger in a vehicle and you are of the age of majority and you are able to produce identification. Right? So I just tell them I don't have one if I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Fuck them. No. All right. I got, we got this other one. It's, 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 it's COVID related. It's not COVID directed, but it's COVID related. Um, but this quote, my God, you guys, this quote, when I when I first read it, it sent a chill up my spine, and I went, that's not fucking good. Um, Has any of these stories, from, <sighs> I mean, from that, from we'll, a freedom perspective? We'll, 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 we'll cover one after this one to lighten the mood. That will, it will help, but... Um, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell made a rare appearance on national TV Thursday morning, telling NBC's Today that the central bank still has plenty of tools left to support a U.S. economy that has already been in a recession amid the novel coronavirus pandemic. Here's the quote. Quote, when it comes to this lending, we're not going to run out of ammunition. That doesn't happen. 
Yes, it fucking does. That's not money how economics Money printer go <laughs> Money printer go <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. You, yes. What? We just, if if you if you know what the if you know anything about the Federal Reserve and what they do and hyperinflation and all that good stuff, that's, and then he has another quote, a, a couple paragraphs down yet. Uh, while the Fed has already slashed interest rates to zero, Powell said the primary tool com- to combat the economic effects of the novel coronavirus is now a, now its lending facilities. Over the past few weeks, the Fed has launched a number of emergency lending operations designed to backstop U.S. Treasury, U.S. dollar, corporate debt, and municipal bond markets. Powell said the Fed's ability to provide those emergency loans is only limited by the funding provided by the U.S. Treasury and its central bank's ability to take losses on these loans. Quote, this is this, hold on, this is the other quote. This is the other quote, okay. Quote, we can continue to make loans, and the point of all that is to support the flow of credit and the economy to households and businesses. So let me tell you a story real quick here. Uh, <laughs> let me okay. tell you. Hold on. Here's, here's what, hold on. Hold on. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. Quote, we may well be in a recession, but I would point to the difference between this and a normal recession. This is not anything fundamentally wrong with our economy. Quite the contrary. We are starting from a very strong position. And so Porker could turn black into white. <sighs> um, good Lord, that's an animal reference, people. Uh, animal farm yeah. reference. Um, yeah, I remember. But, um, no, yeah. so let me, tell you, uh, let me yeah. tell you a fun story here relating to, to what he said. So, in uh, the late 19 teens into the 1920s a uh country that had waged a war and lost <laughs> was ordered by the victorious powers to pay them for reparations for the damage done and the money that those countries had spent on waging war against this power which arguably was being aggressive and territorially hungry but nonetheless they were ordered to uh, pay reparations that were economy destroying destroying levels of reparations so to make up for this they turned to one of the members of the allied powers who is currently demanding that they pay the money and asked for loans so understandably this country went oh hey yeah i'll give you loans and continued to give them loans these loans that they were giving to this particular country, and then this country was using to pay these other countries that had been part of the allies, these allies then used to pay back the country that was lending everything to the losing power because they had also lent tons of money for the war to the winning powers. And round and round and round she goes until eventually debt needs to be paid. And this happens on a day that we now know as Black Tuesday. You may have heard of this. The country was Germany, and it caused a global fucking depression. Also World Um, War II. (laughs) uh, We're Mayor Republic was trending on Twitter. So, yeah. There's a reason. Just, just pe- people, people, people are aware. They're starting to get it. But um, 
Yeah, those yeah, man. Yeah, that quote, man. Okay, quote, when it comes to this lending, we're not going to run out of ammunition. That doesn't happen. If you know anything about the Federal Reserve and what they do and the amount of funded, quote, national debt that they hold, that is scary. And keep in mind, the Federal Reserve is not, in fact, federal. It isn't part of the United States government. No. It's a privately held firm. Yes. Yeah. So, cheers to the sinking ship. Yeah, Andrew Jackson right now is screaming from the grave. Yep. (laughs) Ah! I fucking told you! I fucking told you! I was going to say, he's probably sitting, more likely, he's sitting there going, are you people fucking kidding me right now? Seriously? This is, this is literally exactly one of the things he warned about when he opposed the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve. And don't get me wrong, Andrew Jackson was a, a racist, genocidal maniac. Oh, he's absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but he at least, even a broken clock, he at least knew and, and to, what would happen. And, and to enact revenge, they put him on a Federal Reserve note. You have all the or, damn I'm sorry, a, a, US, a U.S. dollar. A U.S. dollar that was backed by Not hard mineral. And then, and then over onto a fiat currency of the Federal Reserve notes. Like this dude, and don't get me wrong, Jackson. You know what? Jackson is it was a badass. Um, he he has a lot of cool things about him. He has well, has a lot of very very awful things about him. Um, but he basically called this almost exactly that this would happen. That this was his worry. This is why a Federal Reserve was a bad idea. Like he said, no, this is why this is a terrible idea. Because if you allow them to control the money, they're going to inflate it as they see fit, as they can dispose of it. And they're going to just go ahead and do that. And eventually it's going to ruin us all. Yes. Um, Which, yeah, it's going to like there's like there's no if, ands or buts about it. Like like, we're not going to come out of this pandemic, quote unquote, we're not going to come out of this pandemic clean. No. Right, we're not gonna we're not gonna come out of it without huge amounts of debts. I mean, the the two point two point two trillion dollar bill that was just signed, on top of the one trillion dollar deficit that they were already gonna run, and then all this from the Federal Reserve, which is like I think like four point four trillion already, and that's just compounding, compounding, compounding. So we're already we're already, or sorry, we um, the the royal we. Already seven trillion in the hole this year alone, and on top of on top of like the the twenty three and a half or twenty four whatever it is of, of the the quote funded national debt. And, and how many? And then don't forget the uh, the artificially shattered economy too, mm-hmm. yeah. and the devaluation and... of the dollar by throwing all this stuff into the market. Well, right. Yeah, and and think about this here. So, like, too, like, there's so many people who are celebrating this this bill that's going to give us all at least twelve hundred dollar checks if you make Trump under seventy five k. Yeah, the Trump change bill, right? Think about this for a minute, though. 
It was a how many trillion dollar bill? 2.2 trillion. How much is it giving to the American people? 230 million? Three, three, 350 million. It's like 350 million. So let's do some math here. Big birds getting like half a billion and then like um, all there's there's so much pork in this bill, you guys. Oh, ridiculous it is, amount of pork. It is packed with pork fat. Packed. Most yep. of and the what? bill. 75% of that bill. And who opposed it? Who opposed it? Massey. And what Massey. happened to Massey? Massey? Oh, they're destroying him. To Massey. They're ab- they absolutely lost their minds on the one person to oppose the bill. The one person didn't he who also hey, call guys, um, he called for a uh, an actual tallied vote too, didn't he? It wasn't yes, a, actual tallied vote on constitutional because, grounds. Yeah, on, on on constitutional grounds. Yeah, because because they're not in session because of the 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 virus. There's only like was it like three or four people voting, and then there's like the rest of them are like televoting or something like that. Yeah, it, yep. it, so it was a it was a voice proxy vote. proxy voting. Um, yeah, and he yeah. he called for an actual quorum because constitutionally you have to have a quorum in order to actually vote. And although there are some exceptions, and with a voice vote, quorum doesn't need to be achieved. But he wanted a quorum because he's like, hey, you people aren't even here. Yeah. You're not even here. You're not even reading this bill. You're not paying any attention. You don't give a shit. What the hell is happening? And they're like, hey, hey money printing machine go burr. <laughs> yeah and and the entire time they're screaming we have to save the economy we have to save the economy the while simultaneously sinking it uh, like fr- this is this is the equivalent right we're talking about speaking economy is uh, sinking economy this is the equivalent of going well the way that we're going to get all of the water out of the ship that has come in through this small hole is we are going to set off explosives and the force of the <laughs> explosives in the ship is going to blow all of the water out of the ship. And it's genius. And you have a bunch of people going, yeah! That's what oh, this is. This is, this is not, not just is this sinking a ship. This is a, the ship is already underwater. This is a goddamn submarine <laughs> that all of the ballast tanks on this submarine are full and the hatches are open. Oh, yeah. Let's open the hatches because then the water can come out of the ballast tanks. That's what they're they're aiming they're aiming squirt guns through the porthole trying to get rid of the water. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just right, open okay, the okay. hatch in the conning tower, and just that way, all the air in the water will get vacuumed out through this suction hole. Well, it's like yeah, it, it's like somebody somebody was like, okay, so but we're gonna dive at the same time. In, in order to stop a big fire that's out of control, you light another fire and you backburn. So if it applies to fire, it should apply to water. So to get rid of all the water in the ship, you just flood the other compartments, and that way. It can't sink from flooding from this hole. <laughs> like, that's uh, what's okay. going All on. Right. What the hell? And then they're celebrating and patting each other on the back, and the American people, because most of them are dumb fucking sheep, are going, oh, but I got $1,200. Oh, 
Well, not only that, and then if you try to call any of it out, they're like, well, then just don't cash the check. It's my fucking money, it's asshole. It's my money. <laughs> it's my money. This is more money of me of mine that they're going to steal from me over the long run because yeah. they're like, oh, we need to inject money into the economy. No! <laughs> well, you, notice, you notice how many laws they're also suspending that are regulations on businesses and oh, my truckers and everything else that they're it, suspending. Isn't it, interesting? isn't it very interesting that the answer to a crisis is to get government out of the way? Interesting. Yeah. Gee. Huh. Who so knew? Government is only a problem during an emergency. Otherwise, all of these regulations and stuff are absolutely benevolent. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like they're I mean, they're straight up admitting by by suspending these because of this crisis yeah. and going, "Okay, well we need they are straight up admitting that all of these regulations and laws hamper business activity." Right. Well, and you know, let, let's take the whole ventilator conversation that everybody's been having. It's oh, like, okay. Oh, my goodness. So GM had already announced that they were suspending their own personal production mm-hmm. and they were going to transition to making Im- ventilators for this emergency. Then this week, Trump ordered them to make ventilators, even though they were already announced that they were <laughs> going to make ventilators. Did you, did you guys see the, the meme about that? It said um, uh, Ford and GM announced that they were going to make ventilators. If if I get coronavirus, happen? yeah. If if I get if uh if I get coronavirus and end up in the hospital, please don't put me on a Ford ventilator or GM. Uh, GM. <laughs> I would rather be on a Ford ventilator. Thank you. Or ideally Chrysler. Actually, what I find funny, what I find funny uh, is put, I've seen the me, put me on a three D printed one, please. Yeah, I'll take one of the new Dyson ones that just can't that they're yeah, putting the out. Yeah, the Dyson ones. That's I've never yeah. I've never heard anybody having a Dyson vacuum break. So I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Dyson knows how to move fucking air. So <laughs> yes. I, I have I have a Dyson and it sucks in a great way. <laughs> well, sucks the one the that I've seen from Ford is they're talking about repurposing truck parts. So they're gonna take the blower motor from an F-150 and turn it into a ventilator pump that's what it's designed for it's designed to force air into something right? like it makes perfect sense this is clearly it's an engineer came up with this but and this <laughs> is parts that are on hand yeah they already so got we don't them. have to go out and order a whole bunch of new parts or anything like that it's like hey we have these here what can we do how do we make this square peg fit in that round hole well, yeah, I mean, Ford's been licking themselves over their EcoBoost for like a better part of a decade now, and you might as well use all these turbochargers you got sitting around to <laughs> to to help people. And it's it it's a fucking genius idea. Um, and special bonus: now you don't have any turbo, so you just have to produce a bunch of giant V8s, which is convenient because gas prices have just dropped like a fucking rock, and now everyone's going to need to use way more of it to bring the price back up. Yeah, but now you can't go anywhere because everything's closed. Yeah, hey, look at that. <laughs> right? Damn it. <laughs> all right. You know, to be fair on that note, we had to get out of the house today. We were all going absolutely stir-crazy. So we just got in the truck and went for a little bit of a drive. We found a minimum maintenance road. And we just drove that bitch all the way through. That was so much fun. 
Oh, my truck loves those things. There was a few times going through that. It's like, hey, that got really soft really fast. But <laughs> they're fun. You know, they're fun. The the this road is not maintained by the county. I love those roads. Those are the best, especially when you drive a truck that's lifted and on thirty five inch off road tires. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'll listen to I'll listen to the crunch of gravel over the burr of the pavement any day. Yeah, I'm no 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 offense to you, Christopher, but I'm seriously bummed out Jerica's not here for this one. Um because I want to hear her laugh in my in the background. But um New York City declares war on REM jobs in graphic health department memo. <laughs> There are so many teenagers who are pissed right now. I'm I'm right? kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. There's the graphic. It's it's all blurry. It's 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 <laughs> it's a girl and there's a winky smiley face with its tongue out and a big circle with a line across. <laughs> no uh, more licking yeah. them chocolate starfish, kids. <laughs> no, no more hot dog flavored water either. All right. New York, I just so aged myself with that one. Yeah, oh, Jesus. I was trying right. to avoid, I was actively trying to avoid the Limp Biscuit reference, and you just yeah, had to, yeah. you just had to do it. Oh, <laughs> did it all for the nookie. All right. New York City's Department of Health is bending over backwards to warn the public about a new threat, rim jobs. The city's health agency issued graphic guidelines for sex practices during the corona. <laughs> I I'm sorry if you're, <laughs> if, if you're if you're listening and not watching. These two guys are dying right now, and I'm having a really hard time speaking. I'm not making this up. This is an article from the New York Post. It is linked in the description. The city's health agency issued graphic guidelines for safe sex practices during the coronavirus pandemic. Saturday, and while many were quick to take jabs at the agency for labeling masturbation safer than sex with a partner, most missed the backdoor rim shot. <laughs> yes, hold on. Yes, the city specifically called out rimming or using the tongue on the anal rim of another person for sexual pleasure as particularly dangerous in a jaw-dropping section of the public safety alert. Keep the cunnilingus up front, not in the back, kids. Come on, public safety announcement. Yeah, quote, quote, rimming, mouth to anus, might spread COVID-19. Virus and feces may enter your mouth, the city warned in the section titled, quote, take care during sex. I'm pretty sure anybody who's putting their mouth in somebody else's ass knows goddamn well that they might get shit in it. Seriously. Oh, you, you never go ass to mouth. Occupational fucking hazard. Uh, eagle-eyed <laughs> Twitter users naturally, yeah, yeah. Eagle-eyed, oh. eagle-eyed Twitter users naturally had a field day with the bizarre bullet point, whipping it into the butt of jokes online. <laughs> Quote: I The New it. York City Health Department has a document about sex and coronavirus that includes statement about rimming. One person wrote, "Quote: Stay at least six feet away from other people and be sure not to lick anyone's anus." 
Day 13 of or quote day 13 of quarantine. My parents read the NYC coronavirus sex guidelines and are now discussing rimming at the dinner table. Need evacuation ASAP. Another person wrote. <laughs> you never go ass to mouth. You never go ass to mouth. You've never gone ass to mouth. You never go ass to mouth. <laughs> I've never gone ass to mouth. <laughs> others others were shocked by the Department of Health didn't let the particular sex acts fall through the cracks. And in fact, added it right after the section on kissing. Wait, the, right after? Like, we're, so that, that's, that's that, the direction that's we're going here. Appar- apparently, rimming is like second base. So we're 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 going from oh hey, I want to. We're going taste from input the... to output here. Yeah, well, well, what the hell? We're going directly <laughs> from like what kind of a what kind of world do we live in here? Like, what what has happened? Like we're. We're going from, oh, hey, your fruit strike gum tastes really good to, like, oh, let me taste what you had for dinner yesterday. Like, what what has occurred in this world that this is where we've come? You know, at this point, I'm just waiting for the fire and brimstone to rain down. I just, yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) Straight up Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, don't look back and turn into a pillar of salt. That's... Uh yeah, uh quote you are you are your safest sex partner. The document read quote masturbation will not my masturbation will not spread COVID nineteen, especially if you wash your hands and sex toys with soap and water for at least twenty seconds before and after. Wash your fucking sex toys, you heathens. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just the blast agency, it all over? However, uh, the agency, however, didn't knock bumping uglies with a virus-free partner or live-in mate. Quote, the next safest partner is someone you live with, document continued. Quote, having a close contact, or having close contact, including sex, with a small circle of people helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. See, and I keep pointing this out to that Italian health minister who wanted to ban orgies. Like, hey, man, see, it's a it's a small circle still. Hold so. on. The document also encouraged also the document also encouraged seeking out sex in virtual form, including advising sex workers to turn to the turn to the web. Quote, if you usually meet your sex partners online and make a living by having sex, consider taking a break from in-person dates. Video dates, sexting, and chat rooms may be options for you. The government just went, Hey, are you a whore? Maybe consider just being a cam girl. <laughs> it literally <laughs> The government literally just told everybody to turn into e-thoughts. And I just want to point out, I just want to point out, like, there are a million neckbeards in the world right now who are going, he, this is what I've been preparing for this whole time. I'm safer. <laughs> and, then, and then, okay, and then the last the last paragraph of the article says, so for the, those looking for rim jobs, best to try a Google search. Oh. Don't, don't, don't Google that, please. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't Google, Google rim jobs. Just, just don't. Although, if you you Google Reamer on YouTube, you will find uh, something completely different, and that's completely safe. Go, yeah, go for that. Um, um. Yeah, New York, New York Post. Uh, Nadine Danino. Uh, she wrote the article. I just have to say, bravo! That was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that was great. It the is num- incredibly tongue in cheek, not in those cheeks. The number of oh, tongue. It is tongue in cheek. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the number of of cracks. Good thing was right up the alley. I mean, it... yes. Yeah, they, it, uh, Jason, you're saying they need good cracks. 
some good cracks. <laughs> There's a here. lot of good cracks in this one. Downright I delicious just... cracks, I think. <laughs> that 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 has to be my that has to be my favorite article we've covered in a while. Like that was that was even better than Booper Eats. Oh it's, it's my up, god. Up there. It's up there on the list. Oh, so I saw I, really... I saw I saw I saw I saw a Boober eats things on on Good Day America that did a little like three minutes three minute thing on it. So that is popular. That is goddamn glorious. It's mm-hmm. just oh my yes. goodness. That is I. There are a couple of of chicks with videos on YouTube. There's at least one with a video on YouTube who uh, who's very disappointed in that order to stop eating ass right now. Um, I just it's like I I I wish we were live right now. I I I honestly I wish that we were still live just for this article because I know the comments would be absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. See Chris, and you really got to get hear, that server set I can, up. I can hear. I'm working on it. I'm working head. on it. I can, hear Slink, I can hear Slinky in the back of my head going, "Goddamn Yankees right now." <laughs> Oh, I'm sure Slinky's pissed as hell. He's like, what oh. am I going to do if I'm quarantined and I can't have anyone eat my ass? What am I going to do? He's from... You know, he world. could use the drill. I don't want to know. See? See? And the Japanese make fake tongues that you could swap out on right? the brush. <laughs> I just... Oh, this article was fantastic. Oh my god. But I did post and, and anyone, anyone who's not anyone who's not on um not on my Facebook and stuff and didn't see, I did post the video <laughs> that I referenced last week on the the toilet brush in lieu of toilet paper. I did post the I video, mean- I didn't make it up. I, I made my brother watch that video. He uh, he he damn near fell out of the chair. <laughs> I love when he when he picks up the doll and it's just shredded and he's like, "See, clean." <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's a work oh. in progress. I mean, it might clean your butthole. It might rip your entire lower descending colon out. I mean, <laughs> we're still we're still working on it. Well, just turn the just turn the speed down a little bit. Yeah, it it's, should be. It's it's really like the 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 deer plugs, you know what I'm talking about? The deer plugs, you put it into the anus, you pull it out, and it like spins. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, butt outs. Yeah, the butt outs. Uh-huh. It's literally it's. Yeah, <sighs> that was a bad joke. All right. Um, the CDC will set up a coronavirus surveillance and data collection system as part of the two trillion dollar stimulus bill. Which President Trump just signed into law. CDC has their own prison program what? now. Oh, <laughs> what the hell did I just say about the fact that government was not going to give up <sighs> all these damn powers, people? Yes. Um, President Donald Trump signed into law a sweeping stimulus bill that will pump emergency funding into the CDC to combat the coronavirus, including a system to gather data on how the virus is spreading. The CDC's new funding is part of an emergency stimulus package that provides $2 trillion in funding to boost government health programs and stabilize the American economy during the coronavirus. 
crisis. Of the funding uh, allocated to the CDC, the stimulus sets aside at least $500 million for public health data surveillance and modernizing the analytics infrastructure. The CDC must report on the development of a, quote, surveillance and data collection system within the next 30 days. While it's not clear what form that surveillance system will take, the federal government has reportedly expressed interest in aggregating data that can be gleaned from tech platforms and smartphones used to monitor movement patterns. You know what I'm you know what I'm seeing in my head right now? Well, Has anybody else seen the movie Freaks? The no. I've not... seen it. I've seen it on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but I've seen it, yeah. Right. Okay, so it's it basically the gist of the plot is that they some people are born with this mutation that basically gives them some sort of superpower and they start monitoring for it and testing people for it, and because it can make you bleed from the eyes. When you use it, they they use like a UV light to detect blood on your your face that you've wiped up and stuff, and it's and they're hunting yeah. them actively, and that's what I'm seeing right now as they talk about this emergency funding to the CDC and monitoring and tracking, and it's that right. They, we're living yeah. in a oh, dystopian it's, future. Oh, it, it's yeah. The, hold on. Other countries have already turned to high tech surveillance systems in an attempt to curb the spread of coronavirus. China rolled out a mandatory start smartphone app that asks citizens questions about their level of exposure to people who have demonstrated symptoms and automatically orders certain users to quarantine themselves. Singapore has issued a similar app that uses Bluetooth to detect people's proximity to those who have been exposed to the coronavirus and warns them to get tested if they come in close contact. If launched in the U.S., a smartphone app for tracking people's health would have to comply with privacy laws like HIPAA, uh, which prevents sharing of people's health information between hospitals, the government, and third parties. At least officially. It would have yeah. to. Um, literally everything said already violates HIPAA. Yeah, it does. Blatantly. For and I mean, and for accuracy I, I love, purposes. I love that their justification is that fucking China has always ro- already rolled it out. They're the model for uh, you know, morality and goodness. and Yeah, I mean, they has historically have wonderful, yeah. wonderful human rights records. Yep. What's, what's that? You don't have that app on your phone? Well, that's going to hurt your social credit score. Gulag for you. Yeah, exactly. All you, the, the, that scene in Park and Rec with the Venezuelans. <laughs> don't have the app on your phone? Straight to jail. <laughs> Don't report yourself sick to jail. <laughs> report Make yourself everyone in jail sick. to jail. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Tra- it's just... tracking the spread of the virus will be a balancing act for the agency, which have to which will have to navigate privacy laws that expands its surveillance. You know, this really? point, I'm kind of beginning to feel like the coronavirus is the good guy in this scenario. I mean, anyone else like like no, it might I'm, actually be the hero of I'm the story. Understanding where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling what, what, like it might be they, the hero. What do they call it? The the boomer doomer. Yeah, it's. I, I'm starting to feel like the coronavirus is actually the good guy here, and because uh, you know normally I would say yes, the virus is horrible and needs to be stopped. But uh, considering the response and everything, I feel like like maybe I'm rooting for it because if the evil empire is against it, I. You know, 
uh, the enemy is my enemy is my friend. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, uh, maybe, hey, Corona, uh, uh, the you N- and I. The, the NSA, the N- or not the NSA, the, the, the DHS put out an article like four or five days ago that some um, some nat- white nationalist group was uh, looking into using the coronavirus as a biological weapon against minorities. You mean the same way that the Democrat, that one Democrat congresswoman or whatever it was out in Colorado said, hey, everybody go to Trump rallies if you've got yeah, coronavirus. Make yeah, sure they're yeah. all sick. Oh, but it's the the white nationalists now. Right. Magically. Yeah. It's, and I mean, and don't get me wrong. White nationalists are assholes who all deserve to die. But that isn't what that isn't the point here. That's the point is that like at two, you know, it's. Everybody's doing it. That's it's like this is this is essentially them saying, oh, well, the white nationalists are looking to use is the equivalent of Germany saying, why the hell is the United States using shotguns? That's wrong as they're deploying poison gas. Yeah. Right. How many of how many of those white nationalists are like government informants? I mean, come on now. Tons of them. The, The KKK hasn't mattered since Superman took them down. Yeah. And if you don't get I mean, that reference, you need to look it up because it is fucking amazing. Yes, Superman yeah, well, took down the KKK. Yeah, was what was that like like twelve or thirteen of the twenty-eight people at Mauer? They were government informants or undercover. Yeah, and it's like like, li- like literally half half the people. Yeah. yeah. And they, they like and they it's you constantly see, you know, FBI foils DEA terror plot. Or, you know, <laughs> FBI or SDHS agents mistakenly. Like, no. Yeah. My favorite the one is that one is the drug bust in Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, yeah. The, this precinct comes they, from this precinct. They, they bust. Comes from this precinct. <laughs> like, literally no one was a drug dealer or drug buyer involved in this at all. Like, no, no one. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, um... North Carolina County is using checkpoints to block visitors and keep coronavirus out. Yeah, uh, a North Carolina county is taking extreme measures to prevent coronavirus from spreading in its community. Dare County, a popular summer vacation area in the state's Outer Banks, has established checkpoints around the county to stop visitors and non-resident property owners from entering. Quote, these restrictions may be inconvenient, disappointing, and have financial impacts. However, they were made with the interest of public safety to spread the limit of COVID-19. Because everything is okay as long as it's in the name of public safety. We are doing this for your own good. Please do not attempt to resist or we will be forced to shoot you. Yeah, the greater good is totally not one of the communist tenets. It's, you know, and I, I wrote that that relatively eloquent in my own personal ball licking opinion um, <laughs> on uh, uh, on the fact that the uh, not long ago on my Facebook, the, the, the fact that the greater good and for your own safety and mm-hmm. it's in the interest of the public good is the ultimate refuge of the tyrant consistently through all of history. Always, yep. always. If yep. you can't hear, have, can't, it's for the greater good. It's always tyranny. Yep. Can't have outliers. 
Yeah. All right. Since since March 17th, only only permanent residents with proper identification, including a permanent resident entry permit, have been able to enter Dare County. Businesses must That's apply. The for for in- yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Businesses must apply. For, yeah. Businesses must apply for entry permits for their out of town employees. <sighs> entry permits. Yes, permits. Entry is fucking this, permits. Per, is this the same per- county that I, where they've actually put up barricades on certain highways to force all traffic to come through this entry point or that entry point? I, I don't know, but it, if, I don't know if you can see the picture, but it sure looks like that. Because uh, I saw, I actually have a friend of mine that lives in North Carolina, and it's his county. Let's see if mm-hmm. I can find that article. But uh, it's his county, and essentially what they did is they barricaded off like half of the uh, ingress points to the county. Mm -hmm. Told everybody, if you want to come into the county, you got to go through this one or that one, and that's it. That's probably what it is. That's that sure looks like. Yeah, Uh, the county implemented the measure after determining that quote restrictions and prohibitions are necessary to protect public health and safety. The county said on its website. Dare County includes the middle portion of the Outer Banks, a string of barrier item islands along the North Carolina coast, a popular tourist destination. The county estimates its normal daily population is 35,000, swells to between 225 and 300,000 during the summer months. Uh, with its small population and single hospital, Dare believes that taking strict precautions is necessary. Outer Bank Hospital, the primary medical facility there, only has about 20 beds. Quote, it is imperative to take measures to mitigate the consequences of COVID-19 and not overwhelm our healthcare system so it can care for those who are at most risk and continue to provide routine medical and emergency services, the county said. The intent of this declaration is to decrease the risk of exposure and limit the spread of COVID-19 in Dare County by eliminating non-essential travel, thereby reducing the number of individuals in the county and ultimately reducing potential virus spread and the burden on our healthcare system. Dare County, uh, Dare County announced its first confirmed coronavirus case on Wednesday, and public health staff have notified people who have come close in contact with the patients. So... Yeah, it's uh, I just the the sheer the the blatant tyranny of all of that is just absolutely mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, only, no, what's really mind blowing about it permanent is permanent Hey, this is a good thing. It's like no, oh, no, it isn't. Absolutely, there's absolutely people doing that uh, on a checkpoints on a public highway to stop people from getting into their property. All right. Only permanent residents with proper identification, including a permanent resident entry permit. Permanent entry or permanent resident entry permit have been allowed to enter Dare County. Businesses must apply entry permits for their out-of-town employees. I mean, this is this is the kind of immigration control that you see between independent, like sovereign nations. And this is a single county that feels that somehow it has the right to restrict your travel to that level. 
Yes. Permanent resident entry permit. So if, if if you have a house on the island, a vacation home, and you want to flee and go stay there, you have to apply for a permit to travel the public roads to get to your property. To travel the roads that your money was stolen from you to pay for. Oh, and because Alleg- it's not, and because it's a vacation home, they may very well deny you because you are not a permanent resident. Permanent resident, yeah. You know, if I show up at that fucking checkpoint, right? If I'm one of those people, <sighs> hypothetically, if I'm one of those people and I show up at that fucking checkpoint and I'm going with my family to go live in isolation from everybody else until this blows mm-hmm. over for the protection of my family, and you attempt to stop me from doing that, I am well within my rights to Mm -hmm. do what needs to be done to keep you from preventing me from doing that. That is an absolute moral statement, and that is an absolute chairs against the wall situation. I'll I'll even draw a mustache on him in his own blood. Yeah, there's there's no argument against that. Like, you know, I I am attempting to do for my family what is necessary. I'm traveling on roads that you stole money from me, on, my money, to public build. public roads, public property, public roads, right? Public roads to build to go to a property that I own. That is what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. in the United States, I have a constitutionally protected right to travel freely and you are trying to interfere with that i am within my absolutely within my rights both mm-hmm. human and constitutional oh yeah to prevent oh. you from preventing me from traveling to that location oh yeah that is absolutely a huckleberry situation you know, and, and you'll have those people who will be like, wow, it's a really stupid reason to, you know, to sh- kill somebody over just trying to get to your vacation home. Well, it's a really stupid reason to die preventing someone from getting yep. to their vacation home, isn't it? Right. Yep. And the bottom line is that when push comes to shove, most of these motherfuckers are going to back right the fuck down. At least temporarily. In that moment, they'll back down. Now, what you need to account for is that they won't forget, and they will call in reinforcements. And I don't know, man. Like, like, and and this in this situation with all the fear and the fear mongering going on, they may shoot first and ask questions later. So you need to be prepared to shoot before they do. Hmm. I mean, that's that's my attitude at, at, to all of this is like, look, it's you need to be prepared to live your life as you need to live your life. Mm-hmm. And if government is going to interfere with you, you need to have the balls to stand oh, up, absolutely. even if it's mm-hmm. on your own. Remember, everybody talks about that. Everybody lends all of this lip service endlessly to, well, you need to stand up for what's right, even if you're standing alone. But when push comes to shove, so many of the people who lend lip service to that aren't willing to do it. They are not willing to be a victim of the government to stand up for what they believe in. And what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like what? Absolutely. You're, you're a coward. 
if you're not willing to do it. So um, I, I, I really didn't want to get into this type of discussion, but since we're going there, let's go there. The people, the people that went to the Virginia rally on January 20th, they're the same people, same sort of people that run this checkpoint. They're the same sort of people that comply with these orders. They're the same sort of people that are willing to give up their natural rights uh, out of fear. For security theater. For security yeah. theater, absolutely. And Judge Knapp, uh, Andrew Napolitano, he wrote a really, really good op-ed. Uh, it's up on Wolf. It's up on my personal wall uh, about um, that fear. Fear doesn't give government or doesn't give other people the right to usurp your freedoms. But they're all over the place right now. People are willingly handing their freedoms over. Out of fear. Yep. And don't think once you've handed those over that they will just go ahead and give those up. I mean, I hate to be, well, I don't hate to be a massive nerd. I am a massive nerd and everyone could just suck it if they have an issue with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't forget uh, how Emperor Palpatine got all of his power in, <laughs> you know, from the Senate in Star Wars, right? You had Jar Jar Binks, who was like, Misa, think we give him all the powers because Visa scared. Well, I mean, I wouldn't give you, fault you for making that reference, Andrew. I already did once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I was like, so this is how democracy dies to Thunder. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. And that's what it is. And it's once he got them, he was never going to give them up. Don't forget how the fuck Hitler got all of his powers. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, this is the real world. Hitler got of, all of his power because of fear. One of the most brilliant minds to have ever existed, Benjamin Franklin. The line, those who give up essential liberty for security don't deserve either. There's nope. a hell of a lot of people right now giving up essential liberties for the false sense of security. Yeah. And it isn't even real security. It's it's security theater. It's a false sense of security. Yes. That's all it is. It's and they're willing false. and because people are so willing to give it up. And it's because it's because people don't want to have to take responsibility for their own safety. Dude, I see that all the time. Like the, I've posted articles on, on our page on, on Wolf and Sheep's World. And people will go, Oh, what about my health? Right. What about stopping the virus? And my response is always, why are other people responsible for your health? Yeah, no one else is fucking responsible for your mm -hmm. health. Do I think that morally, like, if you're sick, you should isolate yourself? Yeah, probably, yeah, because you should you absolutely. should feel responsible for that. But at the same time, people might not. Just like I don't think people should just randomly murder each other, but that doesn't mean that they won't, and it's your responsibility to avoid getting murdered. Mm -hmm. like if, if you're if you're responsible for your own safety, like you carry a firearm, you carry protection for your safety, right? You don't carry it for society's safety, right? You carry it for your safety. The same with your health, right? You're responsible for your health. Like, like Saying XYZ should be put in place by the government to prevent spread of well for COVID nineteen. So like X XYZ right has to be given up 
for the government to stop the spread of stop the spread of COVID. That's literally you putting your security agency in another person's hands. That's that's the exact same argument as saying we don't need it, guns because police carry guns. It is, yeah. and I would I would go a step further to say that making that argument is literally telling me that okay, somebody should have the legal authority to shoot me because I am taking my or I am making the best decision possible for myself. So if mm-hmm. I do something that's contrary to what the government says is the way to do things, but mm-hmm. it's actually what's in my best interest, you're saying that the government should have absolutely every right to haul off and shoot my ass over it. No. Yeah. And 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 you you that's exactly what you're saying. You're saying, well, I mean, clearly people who aren't operating, you know, people who are counter-revolutionary, comrade, deserve to go to Gulag. <laughs> they deserve mm-hmm. to be summarily executed by comrade Stalin. Like, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's it's absurd that we've hit this point where this country has gotten so fucking comfortable. <laughs> So comfortable with just handing over all of these all of these rights and responsibilities to big daddy government so that they don't have to. And the irony, the biggest irony of that is that I also see so many, especially right now, so many people on the conventional political right doing the same thing who also whine and complain that government ain't your daddy. It's not their responsibility to take care of you. And, oh, well, you need to raise your kids to be independent adults, not to rely on other people and just expect things from them. And yet that is exactly what they do over and over and over again. They rely on government and they rely on other people to worry about them so that they don't have to. Don't sit there and tell me. And then you'll have those same fucking people. You have those same fucking people sit there and tell anarchists, well, you just don't care about anyone. <laughs> Hashtag fuck your feelings. Yeah. No, I absolutely God. care about other people. I care about other people worrying about themselves. I care about other mm-hmm. people being able to defend themselves and being able to feed themselves. That's what I care about. Fuck you for thinking that other people are my fucking responsibility because they're not. Uh, Nor am I anyone else's. And to go along with that, it, you know, I hate to throw a religious perspective on it at all, but at no point did, you know, if you're a Christian, at no point did Jesus say, hey, um, let the government take all your stuff and give it to everybody else. He said, take care of people, not, Mm -hmm. you know, let other people do it for you. And if you look in other and if you look in other religious texts, you know, Judaism, same thing. Islam, same thing. Hinduism, same thing. (laughs) Jesus Christ, people. (laughs) Yeah, you you can't. You can't. I know it was. That was intentional. That was intentional. (laughs) You, 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 You can't subjugate your moral agency. In reality, like in reality, like like you you can't say okay, Christopher, I give you my I give you my moral agency, I give you my permission to shoot Andrew. Like you shooting Andrew is still not a moral act, even because I said you could. Right. 
Right. Just just because somebody who happened to have more stripes than you, or maybe they had a couple of eagles, shiny gold <laughs> eagles on their collar, or a couple of stars or something. Or, said, or some stiff neck in a suit sitting in an office 10,000 right, miles away. Or or because I said the pl- the Pledge of Allegiance in my driveway at 825 in the morning. Yeah. Either way, it, that, that doesn't magically make you no longer have moral responsibility for your personal actions. Like, are people who convince gullible people somewhat morally culpable for the actions of those gullible people? I, th- I feel that they are. To what extent, I think, is open for debate, and I'm willing to hear arguments on any side on that, but... I think that you are by nature of you arguing that, you know, trying to convince people who are dumb to go do things for you that are morally wrong. I think you, you bear responsibility to a certain extent for that. Um, But the ultimate moral responsibility lies in the hands of the people who are willing to go out and enact those things. Uh Right. So the police, the military, the ones who are actually pulling those triggers, they're the ones who bear the most moral culpability. Words on paper, laws, edicts, guidelines, restrictions, etc. Like they have no moral bearing and have no power. They're just words on paper. Because it's like, you know, Keith is people willing to enact violence in their name. Right. Exactly. It's if one crazy man says we should kill all of whoever. Well, that's a crazy guy. But the moment he puts it on paper and people are willing to then enact violence for that. Mm-hmm. Now it becomes a law. Now yep. suddenly Hashtag... it matters. Yep. Hashtag uh, National Socialist Workers Party. That's exactly what they were. Well, yeah, and that's and and you know when I use Hitler as a, I I mean I realize I'm violating Godwin a lot. Oh, who cares? We don't care yeah, about but, rules. Right, and but fuck your rules. Um, <laughs> but I'm an anarchist, bitch. Fuck your fuck your fuck your logical fallacies. <laughs> yeah, fight me. Um, but like I I realize I violate, but I use I use Hitler because he's such a classic example of hyper nationalism. Well, he's such a Classic yeah. example of collectivism and collective thought and deferral to the state. And so he's perfect. Hitler is not innocent in the Holocaust, nope. right? Like, even if he actually didn't know, and there's a lot of evidence that he was well aware of what was happening with the death camps and he oversaw a lot of it and blah, blah, blah. But even if he didn't, let's say hypothetically, he didn't know that that is what was actually happening, what Himmler was actually doing. He's still morally culpable to a certain extent, because he said you should go do these things. You that these people are evil, they need to be eradicated. He still said that and convinced the gullible masses, and he bears some responsibility. Some, but the majority of the responsibility lands in the hands of the people who were the Einstadtsgruppen, who were yep. the Schoenstaffel, who who actually did these things. That oh, is yeah. where yeah, with, the true responsibility yeah. lies. Yeah, without without mm-hmm. those people subjugating their moral authority and and doing what this crazy guy said, those things wouldn't happen. And and without those people, 
Hitler would just be a guy in a, with a bad mustache screaming in a room. Yeah, I mean, without mm-hmm. without people who are willing to actually go out and kill people for him, Hitler is a slightly insane PTSD suffering World War One veteran who's a failed painter and kind of a homeless loser. Yeah, with with a bad mustache, you gotta. That was a terrible. Right mustache. with a with terrible, a stu- terrible. Look. Well, I mean, the mustache was the result of gas mask requirements, and he just decided. It's... Like terrible, that. still terrible, but yeah, it's it, there are pictures of them that exist with a a much more epic mustache that's curled slightly, and it's it, it ain't a bad mustache before that, but um, he's but yeah, I mean uh, that that's the thing that you got to remember. So where some culpability lies with these people who are willing to pass these laws and say we're going to set these checkpoints and you can't come in here without this permit, blah blah, where 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 they are slightly culpable for this, ultimately the moral responsibility rests on the men who are actually standing at these checkpoints who are willing yep. to do violence to make that checkpoint mm-hmm. enforceable, who are willing to hurt people and kill them if necessary <laughs> to keep them from crossing an imaginary fucking line because yep. some dude said so. Let's not forget. These are the same people that sworn oath to a magical piece of paper that supposedly protects your rights. Yeah, that supposedly says this is wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, I got, I got, yep. Okay, I got one more article, um, and this is, there's going to be a laugh, and then there's going to be some angry, but, okay. This is out of, uh, this is out of Maine. Um, men with guns cut down tree block driveway to quarantine Vinyl Haven residents. Uh, The Knox County Sheriff's Office is investigating a report that several people with guns cut down a tree and used it to block block a driveway Friday afternoon in Villa Haven in an attempt to quarantine the people who live in the residence. The alleged incident appears to be related to the coronavirus outbreak. The first call for assistance came about 3.35 p.m. from someone who used a VHF radio system to call the U.S. Coast Guard for assistance in the area of Cripple Creek Road on the island. Located about 15 miles from Rockland, according to us, blah, 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 blah. Um, the, group had, the group that allegedly cut down the tree had left the area before law enforcement arrived. Um, the victims were targeted because uh, uh, Representative Genevieve McDonald, Democrat at a Deer Isle, said on her Facebook page that the victims were targeted because they are from out of state. Quote, there are two guys from New Jersey uh on villa haven who now who have been renting the house since before september while working on a construction job uh they went to the mainland and were targeted because their license plate when they arrived back in villa haven uh there were some words between them and some locals and the conversation apparently didn't go very well i did hear the guys from new jersey were fairly arrogant in their response a group of local vigilantes decided to take matters into their own hands and barricaded the guys onto their rental property a call to oh. confirm the details to the sheriff's office was not immediately not immediately returned. McDonald criticized the incident as quote a tremendous waste of resources. This is a she also she also yeah she also said that quote now is not the time to develop or encourage an us versus them mentality. Yeah, uh, deputies along with exactly members of the main. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
deputies along with members of the Marine or main Marine Patrol and the U.S. Coast Guard boarding party made contact with the complainant and found a tree that had been cut down and dragged into the driveway to block the way. The sheriff's office said that there was not a specific threat to the general public. Oh God! I would dis- strongly disagree with that statement, but hey, I you know what's this one's actually a really cool article because it it generates some really interesting discussion from this. Dinner. Yes. Oh, what's your take? So, well, so the question is, I mean, you know, and I, I don't know how I feel about this. Like on the one hand. Could you argue that property rights were violated? Yes. Absolutely. Depends on where the tree came from, because in the article well, they say it was dragged in. Well, not only the right, tree, but it, not it where the tree blocked, came from, but where the tree ended up. Yeah, it blocked their driveway. It was in their driveway. So it property rights are violated there. That I object to. However, do you have the right to protect yourself from somebody that could potentially be infected? And is that something that you have a right to do? However, I would argue on, you know, just playing devil's advocate on that, I would argue that these guys have been renting this property since September. Mm-hmm. So, they've so been... they actually aren't from, like, at this point, like, they haven't been to where their license plates are from. Not necessarily. Well, yes. We don't have that information, but it would stand to reason that there's the possibility that, no, that they just they're staying in this house while they're on a job, a construction job, and then they'll go home after all said and done. So for all we know, these guys could just be two guys that have been living in this house since September, going to work every day, doing whatever their building project is, coming home, drinking a few beers and going to bed at night. And because their license plate says New Jersey, local residents are like, ah, we're going to put a fucking tree in your, in your driveway. We don't have that information. Right. But from from my perspective, the tree was obviously I, from the property rights perspective. It depends on where the tree was actually put. If the tree was put on what would be considered, you know, unfortunately, under current circumstances, the public domain, as in the end of the driveway in the road. Or according okay, to okay. The, uh, another the state, another article, property okay, right. Another, the, another article right. I found it says, um, intentionally down tree block the end of a residence road. The end of it. So yeah, so this is in mm-hmm. in public thoroughfare. It would be public thoroughfare because unless the end of the driveway would be pri- unless it's a private road. If it's a private road, then that's a whole different well, story. The, right. If it's if it's a large if it's a large property, you're going to have a long driveway. I mean, that could be called a road. Let's say, let's say hypothetically, right? Like, hypothetically, the let's road, see, um, right? We live in a okay, free this, society, okay. and the road is agreed upon by everyone in the area to be communally just free, open, no one can own it. You get to travel it if you live here. Okay, let's okay, say that's, um, that's the case. All right, now hold on. Okay, so this is, um, this article has more information. He said, um, uh, was heading from his residence toward the Round Island Road. Uh, he was going to check while the cable service was not working. When he got to the end of the end of his road, he found a tree blocking the end of it. 
quote, while investigating the downed tree, a neighbor started yelling at him and a group of people showed up and began to gather around. Uh, quote, believing the group may be there to harm him, he fled to his residence and told his roommate what he found. The trio decided to stay in the residence, utilize a VHF radio to hail the Coast Guard for assistance. They had no other means of communication and utilized their drone to keep an eye on the group until law enforcement could arrive to help them. Oh, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm just yeah, kidding. I'll give him that, props for that cool. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's cool. Um, yeah. But... Uh, deputies had learned that there is a general belief by some island residents that the Cripple Creek residents are supposed to be quarantined because they came here from another state and could have COVID-19. Deputies did investigate this and learned that the trio had been residing for about 30 days, which is outside of the guidance issued by the state officials, and none of them had any symptoms consent, uh, consistent with COVID-19. Okay, so... First of all, um, what business is it of the governments, what their symptoms are, or anything else? Um, if they willingly submitted to, you know, testing and stuff, and they said, hey, test me, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not well, sick. That's one thing. My, um, yeah. My big, my big question is how is this any different than the barricade at the county line in North Carolina. I think it's entirely different, actually. Because? Because it was done by the local residents. The people in the community decided to do that independently, voluntarily, of themselves. Now, where it gets complicated, and then answer starts to get qualified, is the fact that it was done because of things that are said by government about mm -hmm. people who have it and where they're coming from and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, but, because, but because the government says X, Y, Z, it doesn't, it doesn't remove your moral agency, right? That was, that was the argument with the same with the North Carolina, North Carolina yep. checkpoints. Right. You, you still... I, I think so. And again, I think some blame lies with the government here, but it's their community. They mm -hmm. have every right to protect it in any way that they see fit. Do and if, 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 if you, me and Christopher shared a house and you had a cough, could Christopher and I under your, under your definition, have the moral agency to barricade your door and keep you in the, keep you in your room? If you have re reasonable reason to believe that I might be a threat, if I have the disease, what? I think but, that if I have, there, there you run into the the problem with or the problem is these people in the community have seen these guys theoretically have to have seen these guys around for more than thirty days. All they saw was right. oh New Jersey license plate. Here's a fucking tree. Bam. I mean. <laughs> Right, and at that point, it's hysteria, and I'm not saying that this isn't the result of hysteria. What I'm talking about is what is what is moral here, and because well, look, you with as much as with as much as we all love anarchy, okay. the idea of spontaneous order and all of this, mm -hmm. you need to acknowledge that people are in fact dumb, panicky pack animals. Oh, I I agree completely, and and that's one of the reasons I don't. 
um, 100% toe the line with the nap. Right. right. And I don't think anyone who can be logically consistent is going to. So I think that in this case, I think what makes it interesting and why I love this for, for like discussion here on this podcast is like, look, okay, so they're wrong. I think we can all agree that they were wrong to do that, um, mm-hmm. that it was stupid. But were they within their moral rights? Yeah, probably. I think they were. I think they were I, wrong I think, for it. But, and I, I think that I think the men I think had the right to protect themselves from them. Mm-hmm. But well, I yes, think they, they, they were. Absolutely, they, absolutely have a, they absolutely have a right to protect themselves from, from the sick people or from the, the, the scary people. There are better ways to do it that I think have um, a more moral, moral quantification to them, like and, just and I, I dropping a tree and block. Yeah, yeah. Dro- I mean, drop dropping a tree and, and stopping someone's ability to travel. Like, I, I don't agree with that. Like, realistically speaking, a, Andrew, dropping yeah. that tree on the end of their driveway and restricting their ability to travel freely is infringing on the individual free free rights, natural rights of but the people in they, the house. Well, but do they have the right to travel on that road? Yeah. If even they're if living the is... in that area? If, if even if they're if we're going with the with what you said, Andrew, where this right. is a communal road, we have all paid our share on this road. Anybody who lives on this road has free access to this road. These people live on this road, therefore they have free access to this road. So by dropping this tree, they are infringing on their in on their inalienable right to free travel. The might might okay. Hold on. My my biggest issue, my biggest issue here is that they didn't talk to the people beforehand. They made assumptions based on the license plate. That XYZ yep. is the issue. Had they had these two had had these had these New Jersey guys been sick and had the residents of the area or or somebody like that talk to them, like they have VHF radio, you could have talked to them over the open air and said, Hey, this is the situation. Um, we saw your license plate. You know, what what's going on? Like how long have you been here? Uh, are you sick? Do you have any symptoms? Uh, if they if they do have symptoms, well, then the community can say, "Hey, we'd like you to stay home. We'll take care of you. We'll bring you groceries. We'll we'll, we'll take care of those needs." Right. That's that's the right. community protecting itself from right. from the people that that are supposedly sick or allegedly sick. Now, had they tried to stop them and. Or, or, or try to talk to them and the guys completely blow them off and be like, oh, you know, really, really hostile about it. Then I can see a moral argument for more dramatic, more drastic measures, such as the cutting of the tree. But well, I, I, I can see where you're coming from with it. I really can. But I, <laughs> my biggest issue, my personal biggest issue with it is and it goes along with yours jason is Mm -hmm. um presentation is everything 
I mean, if you if you're just gonna go up to somebody's house and drop a tree in the driveway because, in this case, a license plate says they're from New Jersey. No, talking <laughs> to them, I, <laughs> talking to them, sure. I, if if the guy's being a dick, then maybe I, maybe I could make a tiny bit of a case for it, but. Mm. People, you're still talking about, especially from a voluntarist's perspective, mm-hmm. they have the right to not interact with you. That's their choice. That doesn't yes, give you absolutely. the right. Absolutely. That doesn't give you the right to behave like a total, mm-hmm. like, like an equally total douchebag, and drop a tree <laughs> on their driveway. Well, to be, see, but here's here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Is the question remains? If it is not physically in on their property, it is at the edge of their property. Let's say it's a privately owned road, right? Hypothetically, it's a free society and someone else in the neighborhood owns that road. Do they not have the right to freedom of association? Oh, they, they, to they absolutely block... have the right. They absolutely have that right. If, if right. that road is privately held mm-hmm. by a single individual, then I then the, yes, there's mm-hmm. a case to be made well, there. But it depends on the contract with the homeowner. Correct. Right. Because the, 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 if you're a resident, right, if you're renting, then, you, then the, the, the agreement with the homeowner gets passed down to the home renter. I, 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 I'm making this assumption. So if, if it was a private road and there was some sort of contractual agreement saying that they wouldn't block the road, then – that's you know that's a breach of contract. Right. It's a breach of contract, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's but say there isn't you're... that agreement that it's the free access mm-hmm. is not in fact an mm-hmm. agreement, or that there's a provision that says unless you know the residents are mm-hmm. you know pose some sort of a threat, then I mean they're within their rights to do what they did. Yeah, if there, but there yeah, again, yeah. you could also make an make an no, actual I... argument about what kind of a threat do they actually pose even if they are positive for this virus because when you start looking at survivability rates and all that other no, no, stuff I, I, sure know, people I, I get find, no, sick no. but like i i i i find that, i finally understand where andrew's coming from on this and andrew andrew is speaking as if the community agreed to block this road right if if <clears throat> These people are not they're, they're they're technically not part of the community. They're they're not property owners. They're they're renters. They've only been there for a short time. But like if the town agreed, like the property owners of the town, if the town agreed that they didn't want, you know, these sick people here and they dropped the dropped the the, the tree to at like the town limit or something like that to prevent XYZ from entering their town. Like I, I can absolutely make an oral or a, a moral argument for that. But right. because you, you, you have a moral right to your property, but you do not have a moral right to someone else's property. Right. And if, if the town is XYZ's property through voluntary association, and voluntary disassociation, which is really important in this in this discussion, that I can argue that the town, collectively, as a mutual assistance group, or even as a collective itself, that the town has the moral argument 
to force disassociation. Right. To even set up to even set up their own checkpoints. And the here, town here's where it. here's where I'm gonna have to within reason disagree with you because <laughs> if the part of the this town voluntary association has to be included as that homeowner. So the homeowner has to be included in that conversation. And by proxy, the individuals involved as the renters of that property would have to be involved to a, maybe well, to a lesser it, degree. However, well, because... Is, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, 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 if in that argument, say these people are sick and they infect the town, is the home is the property owner responsible because right. it where, was his renters? And where does imminent threat take over? Because mm-hmm. I think anything it you have to account for that. But what about imminent threat? Because... And see, that's where I was getting at earlier when I was talking about survivability rates and all that stuff. Now, if you have a voluntary community full of people that are all part of the at-risk population. Now you can make an argument for imminent well, threat, if, but if the if large, not. but if the vast majority of the people in the town are of the low risk population, there is no real imminent danger there. Being who, sick is not the same thing as having imminent danger of grave bodily harm or death. Right, but that's even, that's even, like saying, even if even if the not even if the not risk population, even if they can be carriers. Yeah. It, it's that and that's that's like saying too that's like saying okay well but i knew that the gun that they were shooting in the general direction of people couldn't actually like it was a 22 couldn't actually penetrate these brick walls well mm-hmm. but it's still an imminent threat you, the, there's still something there even if it at the end of the day they actually couldn't have hurt you there's a difference, though, between voluntary action, such as shooting a 22 at that brick wall, that it's very low probability it's going to, th- going to go through, and somebody who may be an unknowing carrier of a biological agent that occurs but naturally. But if, if there's even a possibility that you could be carrying it, that you could be sick, there's a possibility there. And you therefore yeah, and if, have a moral responsibility yeah, to yeah, negate that risk. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as okay, well, chances are good that if I shoot a two-pound bag of tannerite in the middle of a street, no one will be hurt because there's no one on the street. But there is a possibility. Therefore, I have a moral responsibility to negate that risk that I might hurt someone unintentionally. I simply do. That's, that's, that's human. But there, if you're talking about the moral, the moral obligation to mitigate that risk, you're talking about the moral obligation of the potentially ill to mitigate that risk to those around them, not the moral obligation of the people around them to forcibly quarantine them on property, which would be under contract deemed potentially their own. Does the fact that the state has 253 cases change anything? No. Wisconsin has more already. Yeah. The state of Maine has 253 cases. 
state of Wisconsin has over, eight, I think it's over 1,200 now. If I, I haven't looked at the numbers today, but we were over yeah. over 1,000 yesterday. So based on the growth patterns, I'd say we're probably right around 1,200 or just over. And we're at about 80% business as usual. But that's not, see, but that that isn't actually relevant to this. What's relevant to this is perception, right? Because if you believe something is an imminent threat, if you honestly believe that this is an imminent threat, whether you're right or not, then the burden of proof proof lies on you to prove that that is an imminent threat. In where? Because in a free society, like we're, we're, we're looking at probably arbitration, right? Looking at arbitration, but arbitration is down the line. So my question is in the moment, right? In, in that moment, let's say I am that person, I'm renting that property, they cut down the tree in my driveway. Do I have a moral right to defend myself and my ability to travel from people who want to forcibly quarantine? Mm-hmm. And that there, there again, you run into, it all boils down to what, who owns the road? If the road is part of the collective, therefore is the homeowner that in which you are renting that property would be part of that collective. If it's everybody on, that lives on that road owns the road as a shared property, then as the renter, you would be and have to be included in part of that collective because of where you live. So if you went down that road, it would all depend on the ownership of that road. If that road is owned by a single individual, then sure, you could the guy if the guy who owns that road says fuck you, you're not leaving your house. Okay, I put a tree on my road but in front of your driveway. He has but the ability, he has the moral the moral ability to do and so. the people the the collective owners have moral ability. To prevent you from using that road. They but absolutely it, but do. But it's part of the collective, then your opinion, therefore requiring them to talk to you first, has to be taken into consideration in this conversation. Which, again, is where we go back to the moral ability to defend yourself from unjust quarantine if an unjust isolation. You have the ability to, <laughs> the moral ability to defend yourself from that. Now, will that potentially, (laughs) possibly erupt in gunfire? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Yeah. Smart. That's not possible. That's guaranteed. There will be gunfire. (laughs) And if that happens, that happens. But see, that's again, they're, they're from, I don't know. They're from New Jersey. I mean, they might be, you know, openly opposed to firearms. Well, then they're pussies who deserve what they get, but Pretty uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> but what what it boils down to is again, and and that's where it comes back to this whole this whole idea of uh, dangerous freedom versus over peaceful, peaceful slavery. Peaceful slavery? Yep. Is you know what freedom is occasionally when there is conflict going to get violent. It is. There's no way around it. An anarchist shouldn't shy away from just admitting that that's a possibility. Yeah. Occasionally, um, it's going to get violent. It is going to happen. There's going to be violence. Occasionally, violence is necessary. Right. But however, what's important is that the violence 
in anarchism is it such a smaller scale and a more localized scale and a lesser extent than the violence that has been proven to happen under statism time and time again. Government, government cannot exist without violence. Every action of government is a violent act. Exactly. Has, has to begin with violence. Look at, look at World War I. Look at World War II. Look at the millions dead from that. Especially World War One, and I want to focus on World War One when I talk about that because World War One is largely a war of nationalism, not a war of ideologies, which is kind of what World War Two was, but a war of nationalism. This idea of nations, and that I have to serve my nation, and that it's about my national, oh. blah blah blah, and this collectivism—that is World War One. And look at the millions and millions dead from that. Look at the utter destruction. There are still scars you can go and see from that war <laughs> on the land. For, 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 this, for this generation and the generation that came up to us, look at 9-11, right? 9-11 when 19 individuals allegedly flew their – or flew 19 individuals allegedly flew planes into buildings. They didn't attack you and I. Right, but everyone makes it believe that they attacked us, and by us I mean the collective us, and that the collective we have to get payback. And now the collective we have been in Afghanistan for 19 years. Yep. Yeah, or almost yeah. 19 years, 18 and a half years. Literally, the war itself is old enough to enlist and go fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And think about that, like the. Violence, the little small localized violence that you could potentially have, even let's say you get a thousand versus a thousand, right? Even if that happens, that is still a smaller life of loss of life, a smaller scale of destruction than anything that will be achieved by statism and statist wars. And the only thing, and I, I've said this before, and largely I get it because I've seen this so, this meme so many times. The only thing that government has proven it is better at than the private sector is murder. Very much so. So, all right, we're getting long on time. So um, let's wrap it up. Final thoughts? Christopher? Yeah, let's go first. Uh, I'm sure I get, short, I get voluntold, huh? I just like being in the military again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen here, you know, Corporal. <laughs> um, read, read your prepared statement. <laughs> right? No. Uh, I guess my final thoughts on the whole thing are boiled down to, and I've had this discussion many a time over the course of the last two weeks, um, and the, using the information that I've gotten from my position at my employer, this thing is so badly overblown, largely by media and government just riling everybody up. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's a dry run for everything that they really want to do. A I don't know. Dry a dry run for the Cloward Pivot strategy. Right. Um, but I've talked to I've been, a couple I've of been different. Wait, I've been waiting all. I've been waiting all show to bring that up. 
um, I've, you know, I've talked to epidemiologists personally. I've looked at the numbers. I've done the research. And the vast majority of the epidemiologist community, based on the conversations that I've had, agree that when you look at the numbers of confirmed cases, which last night when I wrote this really long response on a friend's comment, um, was just shy of 600,000 total confirmed cases worldwide. That doesn't include presumptive positives or anything like that. That's just these people have been tested and these are the positive tests. Um, when you really look at that, you have to figure based on the contagiousness of this disease, this virus, there are five, at a minimum, five times that many cases out there. These are just the ones, the ones that we look at the numbers for. These are just the ones that their case was serious enough that they sought medical attention for it. And that's why they got tested, by and large. Mm -hmm. So when you really look at the numbers, 1.1% is the highest anticipated fatality rate for this disease, this virus. And we are shutting the planet down over 1.1%. Literally shutting the planet down. And I'm sorry, they're, going back to dangerous freedom versus peaceful slavery, um, I'll take my chances with 98.9% survivability. <laughs> Let me go back to work, damn it. Go on without me, there's only a 98.9% chance I'll survive. <laughs> That's a good meme. Oh. All right. Andrew, you got any final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts are basically, again, Ed, Ed, to springboard off Chris. Again, it's peaceful slavery versus dangerous freedom. And I would rather the dangerous freedom. And what people need to realize is that the all of the freedoms that you are giving up, that you are going, oh, God, I'm so scared. I need government to come save me. Once you give them those powers, government does not easily give up power. It takes it easily, but it does not give it up easily. And what you are going to find yourself in once the dust clears is a far, far less free world than what you went in with. It was already an unfree world, and it's only going to get worse, and you're going to keep giving up your freedoms because you're so goddamn scared of this tiny little mace covered in buttholes. Seriously, look yep. at the spectro, the, the little scanning microscope look oh, at it. It looks like a... Exactly what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, it's a mace covered in buttholes, and so you're going to give up your freedom because of that, which ultimately, for most cases, results in a really nasty cold. And you are so scared. You are so easily manipulated that you are going to give all of your freedoms up for security theater. Just like you gave all of your freedoms up for security theater after the Boston bombing. Just like you did after 9-11. Just like you did over and over and over again. Every time anyone said, hey, you should be scared of this thing. You gave up freedoms because you were scared. Stop and all because being you were told scared. Yeah, stop listening to them. Stop being scared. Go, hey, 
I can figure it out. I will figure it out. I can live on my own. I don't need them to protect me. Arm yourself. Set yourself up with some self-sufficient fucking homesteading. Something. Jesus Christ, people. Just make yourself ungovernable already so that you don't need them. You don't care if they exist or not. If you need help with firearms, I am more than happy. Chris is more than happy to help you with firearms, to educate you on how you use them, on, on what to do with them, on how to maintain them, how to safely use them, the best guns to pick, the best rounds to pick. We will have endless discussions with you free of charge <laughs> about these things, not because we want we, you know, we want to tell you what to do, but because we value the education in it and because we understand that if you're intelligent about it, if you know about it, you will make good decisions and we can change the world through education. That being said, if you are interested in changing the world through education, I'm about to launch <laughs> my uh, my own personal Patreon to sponsor the video series on firearms basics for complete novices that I would love to do, as well as checking out Inked Anarchist Hoot Nanny Roundup, my Facebook page. Please like it. Please it subscribe to it. Linked in the description below. And check it out, and it is awesome, and you will love it. And uh, yeah. I am hilarious if I do say so myself. <laughs> I occasionally actually share interesting information. Generally, though, <laughs> I crack jokes because at this point I'm ready. The question is only are you? <laughs> yes. Um. <sighs> Someone who would not be advocating for more government at this point is Ross Ulbrich. Uh, the other day was Ross's 30. 30- sixth birthday it was his seventh birthday inside a cage um happy birthday ross though happy birthday we all love you man we miss you we wish you the best poor poor one out for the homie he um also i want to read this quote from him real quick uh he said uh, i want you to remember that no matter what life has thrown your way the deepest the most important part of of you can't be broken uh it can't be taken and you can always find ways to be truthful to be thankful, to love, and to be loved. So, on that note, this has been episode 87, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Later. I almost hit the wrong button. Again. Uh, turn off, <laughs> Damon. Stop, stop recording. I, I was... Stop recording. Come on. It's not stopping recording.